everyone. Welcome back to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to episode 90. I hope you're all doing okay. We're pretty much enduring like this pandemic that never seems to end, but I'm hopeful that we'll make it. But I really want to say something. This is this is a little personal to you. Um I want to give condolences to all the people who have family members and loved ones who have lost their lives or who are ill at this time. So I just wanted to share that with you. Our guest in this episode is a screenwriter and a producer. Now I'll let you in on a little something from the start. You're going to love her. Two feature films shot with smartphones and amazing stories about what can happen when things go wrong with your projects. Now, we will bring you an inspiring conversation with Caroline Spence in the UK. Now, there are many links to dive into in the notes, including trailers to her films, which I made her promise that she shot it with smartphones because I knew you weren't even going to believe it. So let's go talk with Caroline. Welcome back to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm Susie Botello, your host, and I'm here with a very special guest from the UK. I am speaking to Caroline Spence. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Susie. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, thanks for coming all the way to San Diego's um, recording. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I wish I was there in person. I want to try these famous tacos. Oh, yes, I, I know exactly where they are. And I okay. am ready for you to come to San Diego any day you want to. Uh, two fish tacos or whatever for you, two tacos. <laughs> cool, I will be there. I've booked my flight now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caroline, uh, we've uh, met because you have um, not one, but two uh, mobile films uh, that are full feature films that you shot with uh, different phones. And I think that uh, you are going to inspire our listeners uh, to make feature films. But better than that, you're going to uh, inspire them to share some really good stories. And um, I think that one of the stories that I would love for you to start out with would be, who is Caroline and what brought you into this crazy world of filmmaking in the first place? Okay, well, how long have we got? It's, ne- <laughs> it's, never, it's never simple. Um, yeah, well, I'm a screenwriter and producer. Um, I haven't always been in this business. I kind of came into it um, in my 40s. Um, previously, I was, you know, just working 20 years in tedious jobs in admin, doing secretarial stuff and staring at the clock, waiting for five o'clock to come around. But I've always been into writing. I've always loved writing and I've always been a creative person and I've always loved film and the arts and drama and acting. Um, And an opportunity came up one day, uh, one time when, excuse me, when we were, um, long story again here, but um, got the opportunity to go on a TV show uh, set in the Canary Islands, where it was one of these buy your homes over uh, overseas programs, and um, so um, the rea- the realtor over in Tenerife in um, in the Canaries didn't want to be on film, and somebody thought I should take his place, even though I know absolutely nothing about selling selling houses. But I thought it would be a brilliant experience, you know. Let's let's go for it. Let's try something new and. Um, I'd meet all these great TV people and, you know, don't know what opportunities might come up. And we went across and um, it was a very interesting experience, but for all the wrong reasons, because we weren't too impressed with the TV people in the end. And um, what we decided was um, James Smith, who's the other half of Rare Films and um, my other half, he um, he was making these little vlogs, behind the scene vlogs. And, um, and this was way back in 2004. So before smartphones and 
you know, the, the equipment we've got now. But um, we thought, hey, we could do this. So we had a go. We, we went out and started making documentaries. We bought a consumer camera and started making documentaries. It did quite well. Uh, won some awards, got, got some amazing screenings, theatrical screenings for one of our um, historical documentaries. And did the corporate thing, you know, to make money. And again, you know, doing well on the commercial side until the recession hit. And by then I'd started writing screenplays, at which point I thought, this is really what I want to do. I absolutely loved it. I felt, I felt at home writing screenplays. So it just all stemmed from there, really. Um, writing screenplays, trying to get finance to make a movie. We're nobodies, so nobody would give us finance, even though the screenplays were absolutely you know, 100% well received, you know, we got Hollywood people phoning me up saying, we love your screenplay, you know, we got to do this, but send wow. us what you've done in the past. And I was like, okay, fine, we sent them our documentaries, but yeah, it weren't quite up to <laughs> movie making standards in, uh, in Hollywood. So, um, so in the end, um, we, we started on the, um, luckily technology had improved, had, had, had become more available and accessible to people like us. And um, we started making zero or micro-budget movies, and that's where I am today. And we just we just um, we've done you know pretty well, and we're we're aiming to move up to the next level now because um, you know we're progressing. So that's always good in this industry to progress and to keep learning and to keep striving to be better. Let me ask you something about screenplay writing. So you said you just started writing screenplays but where where did you acquire the um the knowledge of how to write because they you know there are certain rules for screenplays yeah well i i got a book and um i studied it like one would study you know for for the biggest exams um i studied it i wrote in the margins i underlined things i i then i went and um, read tons and tons of screenplays, Hollywood screenplays. Um, uh, trying to think of, of one. Uh, oh, Ronin. Ronin was one I studied, um, like, really intricately. And then I'd go and watch the films, and then I'd watch, and then I studied the firm, and I, and I studied, you know, how, how the plotting and the, and the, and the, the, key, the key turning points Within, within the structure of the film. And, and I kind of did it that way. And then I read everything I could possibly read about it. Didn't go to film school, you see. I mean, back in our day, I don't think... <laughs> sound really old, don't I? I don't <laughs> think we, there was really that option. So, um, so it was all self, self-taught. And just writing, 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 constantly writing and learning from writing and what other people say about the, the screenplays and um, just honed it down from there, really. So you didn't, um, were you using a final draft or anything like that? Yeah, I, I used final draft, um, invested in that, um, and continue using it now. I can't live without it, to be honest. Um, it's, it's a great, it's a great, you know, it's great software. They keep updating it and confusing me yeah. and I have to relearn it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, final draft. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah, everything now is like an app and a subscription. So they keep updating it and, and you know, just when you think you got it down. <laughs> I know, and then you have to relearn and then wonder why things keep changing. I wish they wouldn't. I just, just, because my little brain, you know, I have to, I've got enough to deal with. <laughs> it relearn, relearn software. I actually, one of my first jobs in, in this industry was uh, because I had a uh, final draft because I was learning it, um, was actually uh, this guy who hired me and paid me to take his Word documents and uh, put them all into final drafts so he could uh, sell the movie. And it was a feature, um, action film. <laughs> and so... Yeah, and and that really gave me, uh, you know, I was learning. I wasn't I wasn't proficient in it, and so um, yeah, that was that was a. Then after that, I was like, okay, now I really do know it. As soon as someone yeah. pays you, um, that's the best way to learn. I think you know, right? just being thrown. <laughs> yeah, just learning on the job and, and and making mistakes and fixing them and um, yeah, and having you know, and and to be paid to do that, that's really cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it was a lot for me because, hey, some, you know, hey, yeah. somebody was actually paying me to do that. So yeah. um, I have a question for you, which just kind of came up with what you were talking about the films that that you wrote about or that you were studying. Um, so you you like crime dramas, right? Yeah, I love um, I love most most genre, but um, crime dra- crime thrillers. Um, anything in the thriller genre, um, I, I kind of gravitate towards. Um, whether that, you know, and all the sub subgenres within, you know, be it horror or drama or um, crime, so conspiracy, um, you know, all these all these um, subgenres within the thriller, the within the thriller genre. Yeah. So that brings me a little bit into the two films that you made. Um, you want to talk a little bit? Let's talk. First, about uh, Cyberlante. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Cyberlante was our third feature film. We shot two more feature films: um, Do Something, Jake, and Agent Kelly on a um, DSLR. Yeah. And then uh, Cyberlante, we kind of didn't plan to shoot it on a smartphone. We we had this big female-led action thriller that we we were. We had developed and um, and raised a little bit of finance for, and um, we were going to shoot shoot this on um, using I can't remember the camera it was that we were shooting on because it wasn't our camera; it belonged to the, um, the, the we had a, we had a cinematographer on board and his and his sidekick, and who was the camera operator, and he owned the camera gear, and so we were going to do this big slick female-led action thriller that was called Cyberlante. Um, but day two of that production. Um, the cinematographer, who was kind of young and not really that, not really experienced in feature film, um, just well, I won't go into details, but he left. He he quit the project and um, took his his sidekick with him and all the camera gear. So we were stuck. Oh. We had to we had to scrap the whole film. Um, it was awful. Um, James, I just remember James standing. We we had hired this big beautiful building. Um, the Victorian converted warehouse. It was it had been converted into this amazing apartment. And we're standing in this apartment, gathering the cast around us. We travelled, you know, some had travelled from overseas. Mm. Um, to say the film shoot was off, and um, and that was that. So, but we thought, you know, we can't. Let's let's. I'm a great believer in turning, you know, um, bad things. You know. Something making happens for a reason. Yeah, making <laughs> yeah. the best. Of Something happens for a reason. Um, so we thought, well, let's let's try and turn this around and use this to our advantage. And um, I've been going on to James for quite some time about let's have a go at because we didn't have our own camera gear anymore. But we did have smartphones. I'm saying, hey, come on, let's let's have a go with the smartphone. You know, a lot of people are doing it nowadays. So finally, I, when all this happened, James said, right, okay, we're going to come up with a new scenario that we can shoot with the remaining cast and the remaining location and the remaining little bit of money we had left. And we're going to do it on a smartphone. So he started researching, you know, the best smartphones for, um, for filmmaking. And um, we, he consulted with a, a mobile filmmaking guru here in the UK called Simon Horrocks and um, came up with a Google Pixel original. And within 24 hours, we had come up with a new treatment and then about a week later, we'd, by, within a week, we'd gathered some cast, some new people, and, as well as some original cast, and um, started filming Cyberlente Mark II, which is mm-hmm. not a female-led action thriller, but um, um, a cybercrime thriller. So um, with a male protagonist and, um, yeah, and, and, a, and a lovely little cast. Um, that, yeah, and it seemed to work. We were, we were writing... As I was writing the, the, the screenplay as we went along, really, so it was very much an ex- yeah, it was very much an experimental film in that respect because we were experimenting with a smartphone, we were experimenting with a script that didn't exist in its entirety. We, we were working from a scriptment, mm. wow, <laughs> and um, but it just seemed to work. Um, it was, yeah, it was a really really interesting experience. So. Um, yeah, that's the story there. Wow. So how? So you had? I mean, how many actors did you have in that film? 
Um, we had two lead actors, um, Gavin Gordon and Dominic Tiberius Russo, what an amazing name, Italian guy. And then we had some supporting actors, um, um, let me think. Uh, three, three female actors and a couple of other guys thrown in. Oh, oh, and the main, the main uh, guy, the, the main antagonist, played by Mark Peachy, who was, he was amazing. <laughs> he was very, very good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a handful. And these people would, you know, pop in, you know, they, you know solid, a couple of days filming at a time. But Gavin Gordon, who was the, the and Dom, Dom who, who were the main cast, they were there most days. So, and the screen that we shot for, although, although the, you know, the, the film took about, shooting, shooting took about a month, the actual shooting days was about 12 days. So, so it was spread out a little bit. And you had, you had, for crew, you had yourself mm-hmm. and you had, um, you had the director. That's and, right. Yeah. And then that, and then, who, what? Who? So was the director the camera guy too, or? Yeah, James. James was the director. <laughs> he was he nice. he operated camera and directed. Uh, so he was almost also cinematographer. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you so, had. Uh, and he. I was going to say funny. you had your bases covered then. Yeah. So. So he did an amazing job on the cinematography. Um, I was, I wore many hats. Um, I was, um, tried to be script supervisor when I wasn't being sound technician. And then when Dom wasn't on screen, he took over as sound technician whilst I did the script supervising um, and everything else. A little bit of catering. Um, production management, line producing, scheduling, um, I did all sorts of different things. And oh, we had a clapper loader. Um, he was there every day, Manu. Um, and brilliant. And yeah, we had a very, 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 very small crew. And at times we really stretched. Um, you know, we tried to bring other people in, but because it was such a last minute production, um, uh, you know, and sometimes we just opportunities popped up for filming in a certain location and we just run and grab those opportunities and we didn't have time to gather, you know, relevant people, um, you know, crew-wise where we needed to. But um, we managed. We, we, we muddled along and got there in the end. That's fascinating. And, I mean, I saw the, um, I saw, I think, a trailer uh, for that one. I also yes. watched, a, I think I watched a little clip or something like that, too, on the website. And we'll, we'll, share that with uh, the links to that on the notes and everything um, with our listeners. Um, wow, that's really, really interesting. So so basically, you may not like this, but I'd like to thank the guy that walked out on you. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> he taught us a big lesson. Um, well, I think, as I say, I think things happen for a reason. And if, if you know, Something that seemingly is, you know, unfortunate happens. Yeah. Really, you know, I'm, I'm a great believer in turning things around and, and learning from it and, and, you know, taking advantage of the situation. And then as a result, you know, we had this whole new experience of um, working with smartphones. And the film, the film is released now. It's on Amazon. You can see it on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime if you've got Prime. And um, we've had some, we didn't know what kind of response we would have because obviously we're the filmmakers, we're too close to the film. As a screenwriter, I, you know, I had to make, you know, I'd write, write these scenes and then we'd have to make compromises because the actors weren't quite, you know, um, what we wanted or or, or the, the locations were, were, you know, changed because, you know, we, like, we had to shift, shift around a bit because of like noise pollution and things like that, the usual thing. Right. But anyway, we um, so we didn't know what what we had, but we've had some amazing reviews. Um, really, really pleasantly surprised with with how positive people have been. I'm still waiting for somebody to pop up and say, "Yeah, they're rubbish." But it's, <laughs> so far, everybody has said it's you know they praise the cinematography um, and the acting, and um, yes, yeah, very, very, and, very. And the happy sound was good. 
and the sound was, of course, it was good because oh, yes, actually it was. No, yeah. we James always directs for sound, so um, and um, we always double check that everything is, you know, uh, that you can hear what people are saying, that that the sound is clean, and um, because that's that's one thing you know nobody likes. It's a mark of, of you know. Not a great. It can make a film seem really bad when you just can't hear it properly, and so we we were really, really careful with the sound. Yeah, I I, I think sound is hugely important. Um, but you also, yeah, you did. It seemed like the shots that I saw from the clip that I watched were were pretty good, and and they were well lit. And then you have some pretty awesome locations as well. Yeah, yeah, we shot in um, in the central England, um, in a town called Loughborough, and um, so we're in the Midlands. And um, yeah, we, we we were really lucky. We seemed to hit weather really well for some reason. Um, we we it was a beautiful morning where we went out into the fields and um, took some. That was the first day filming using this this smartphone, the Google Pixel, and. Um, We've got some amazing shots. Well, James got some amazing shots. Um, really misty cold. It was freezing, misty cold, and um, yeah, really nice. And, and of course, the we've got some. It's quite an old town in Loughborough, so there's some lovely architecture that we always try and make the most of um, in our films. So um, you know, locations are important to us. They kind of are part of the character of the film. So so we always pay good attention to locations. Yeah, locations always bring up the production value of a film mm. a lot. Um, by the way, we should probably share with our listeners a little bit of the synopsis of the film. Yeah, it's about... Yeah, caught me out there. Um, <laughs> a, um, it's about a young a, a guy who's kind of in his 30s. He, he, moves, he moves to a new town. He's got a shady past, and it turns out he's a, a master hacker. But he does it for for fun, you know, to see see if he can what he can as a challenge, uh, not for any bad things. And he moves to a new town, and he gets a menial job in a hotel that's run by this real misogynistic bully of a guy. And um, this guy Matt, he starts to uncover um, nefarious goings on in this hotel, and he uses his hacking skills to uncover what those nefarious means. Those nefarious things are so um that's it in a nutshell nice i hope that's enough <laughs> yeah well and, and and like and so when i when i watched it i really couldn't tell that it was shot with a phone because of the quality of everything um and you know as founder of a film festival for only mobile phones um mobile phone films um mm -hmm. i basically see a lot of people who were just very ready to start shooting something and um, forget all the little details sometimes, you know, like sometimes sound uh, locations, you know. Um, a lot of times it's overdone on the cinematography. It just, it doesn't really fit. There, there's all these things. And there are also even more so wonderful things that people do with their phones, though. Um, but what I saw in this was just like, the, I mean, the the camera work. I mean, you did some really interesting things from what I could see on the screen with with the technology because you're part of the um, part of the film is about a smartphone hacking thing, right? Um, not necessarily smartphone. I mean, the guy sits on a computer on a laptop, and he and he does. And he does a lot of hacking that way. He, but he he does use smartphones to um, to um, you know as part of his trade, let's say. Um, so so yeah, that's right. But um, no, it's um, it's an interesting. It's, it's always interesting to get other people's take on 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 the films. Um, so you know, we we I think James likes to bring you know traditional filmmaking techniques to everything we do. Yeah. So um, so you know he's. he's as I say, cinematographer, and he studied, studied, you know, all the great masters of cinematography. And um, like me, studies, you know, big Hollywood productions, see what they're doing, how they do it. And um, you have to ask James more about this. He's he's 
he's the guru on this side of things. But yeah, we, we like to bring traditional filmmaking techniques to everything we do, whether it's on a DSLR, a big, big fancy Panasonic or a, or a smartphone. Yeah. Well, I think it helps the, the flow of the story for the viewers so that they can, they can actually follow the story along instead of trying to figure out what, what is this about, especially when you get very abstract in, your, in the way mm. that you're shooting. Um, yeah, it's really awesome. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about the next film that you did, uh, Surveilled. Surveilled, yes. Um, yes, now this one was shot on a different phone. It was shot on a Samsung S9 Plus. Uh, with a moment anamorphic lens. I mean, both films we, we shot using Filmic Pro app. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Surveilled is a very different, very, very different film. It's um, it's it's in the horror genre, uh, but it's more of a mystery horror, uh, so so more creep out as opposed to gross out. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that, again, we shot in the Midlands of the UK. Um, but this was a bigger production in that, we had actors fly in from all over the world. I mean, we were, again, we were very, we had a tiny, we, we did a bit of crowdfunding for that budget, which wasn't much, but it was enough to, you know, to, to get moving on the production. We had actors fly in from Australia, New York, um, the Netherlands, Austria, um, all over the place. I'm sure I've missed a country, but I know, and so, you know, we were absolutely honoured that these guys would... Um, fly themselves out you know we, we didn't ask them to they, they said we want to be in the film can we come come play and so they flew themselves out and it was um we had a really cool cast it was really excellent and um, so it was a real international international feel very international production in a way um there's no great dramatic story behind the making of that film other than we started to try and we started to film on the first couple of days using the google pixel but I don't know what had happened in the interim with that camera, but um, it, something had happened where everything was really grazy, grainy. There was a lot of noise on the screen. You know? mm. in, in, in the shadows, you could see this, this pixelation going on. And we had a kind of 24 hours of, of drama thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, how are we going to fix this? And there's something wrong, wrong here, you know. Yeah. It must have been a software update or something. I just don't know. So in the end, we um, we had to buy a new phone. <laughs> yeah. So hence we moved to the Samsung, and um, and uh, that's that's the drama aside of that. Um, the film shoot went went very well, went very smoothly. Um, I think we shot over three weeks, and uh, again found some awesome locations, and um, yeah, just, it's just the film has just. We're still in post-production with it, but it's just been accepted into a, um, a Horror on Sea film festival, which is the biggest and best, apparently, um, film festival in the horror genre for uh, in the UK. So we're absolutely thrilled about that. Wow. So um, good start for Surveilled. So when you started shooting this, this film, I mean, the other one was kind of experimental, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it turned out great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but this one, you, you planned it. So when, when you were doing, you know, the pre-production, you know, part where you're grabbing people to, to mm-hmm. make this film, um, did you explain to them that you were going to use uh, a, uh, an, uh, a smartphone or how did that work out? You know what? I can't remember. I think I think to some people we, we probably explained. I think we would have explained definitely. So that yes, I remember certain certain actors and me sending emails saying, "Look, this is what we're doing," but then citing Steven Soderbergh and Sean Baker and saying, "Hey, these guys do it, so we you know don't be don't be alarmed. <laughs> it's okay. It's cool." Yeah. So um so yeah, we warned everybody, and nobody seemed to bat an eyelid about it. They they accepted it. As if we were, you know, had a big array or something like that. So, yeah, kudos to them for for being so cool. And usually, um, it, like for the actors, you you first give them the the screenplay and and you know to read to see if they accept it or mm. or how did that work before they found out that you were shooting on a phone. I've I've done many many you know spoken to many different. Uh, directors and people, you know, filmmakers, 
and they each have a little bit of a different story, but most of them, when I'm talking to actors, um, they say that it's the story that sold them, not the camera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yes, we, we sent the we sent the screenplay out. Um, the screenplay, I think, to actors is, is I, I don't know, um, can't speak for actors, but I assume the screenplay and the story and the characters is more important than what we're shooting on. Um, they just want to work and they just want to do what they do. And so I think um, I tend to find um, filmmakers can be a bit more sniffy about what the camera is. You know, they'll say, oh, what are you shooting on? It's like, well, it doesn't really matter, you know. Which is <laughs> um, The actors don't tend to ask that question. They just, they just want to be in front of a camera whatever camera it's going to be and, and, and do what they've been trained to do. So we didn't have any resistance there. And luckily they liked the screenplay. So, so we had some, uh, some good people come along. We had an excellent cast on this one. Yeah, and they, they may have appreciated the fact that it wasn't a big camera on their face um, mm. and, and so obtrusive sometimes as the big camera with, you know, uh, could be, even though you you worked with DSLRs, which are not that much bigger. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. I think um, I think that's what we found. I think James James would, um, you know, he could get up. <laughs> sounds a bit weird, but he could get up really close with the phone, really close to the actors, and you know, without it, as you say, being really obtrusive in their face and really um, uncomfortable. And so I think they 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 seem to accept that really well so um that's one big advantage of, of shooting on a on a smartphone is you can get up up close and personal you can get um into tight spaces um which you wouldn't be able to do even, even with something like a dslr you know you can get into really tight spaces with these these phones so um so yeah that's that there's some big advantages in shooting in this way yeah and i think most of us are used to having smartphones on our faces. Mm. Yeah. Smartphones. <laughs> it's a new it's yeah. a new way of saying smartphones. <laughs> yes, yeah, smartphones. It's like smartphones is and noses. <laughs> yeah. Smartphones is smart smartphones I yeah. That's a good one. Um <laughs> uh, well I just to let our, our listeners know, are you by the ocean right now? Um I'm on the south coast of England. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, it's a sea. The uh, the, the English Channel is just across. It's about a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> um, just for visualization sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's um and it's what is it coming up seven a.m. and it's still pitch black outside. So that's nice. cool. Well, yeah, you get a head start. I I like doing that. I like getting up mm. super early before the sun gets up or goes yes. up or shows up. <laughs> And um, and uh, I feel like I'm, you know, got one on everybody, you know, because uh-huh. I'm up and they're not. And um, so I get to watch the sunrise and the sunset, you know, feel privileged in some way. Um, and speaking of of that, uh, the sunrise. No, I'm just I'm I'm just being goofy now. Um, That's a segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I wanted to speak about, uh, it's, it's a little famous for the sun, actually, uh, about, um, something I read about being, uh, locked down in Spain, sort of caught off guard on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was an experience. I can tell you. Yeah. We, um, we've got this, um, old sailing yacht in Spain in Andalusia and we, we, um, we go there quite often to just hide and uh, work in peace and quiet, and um, of course to get to get some amazing culture and amazing food um, in Spain. And um, some good so tapas. Good. Oh, don't get me going. <laughs> <laughs> Tapa, the retita, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I miss. I really miss it, to be honest. But um, yeah, so we went out. We went out quite. You know, sometimes we can go out for a month or so, and um, but this time we went out for a very short time. Uh, we popped out for two weeks in March, and um, five months later we were still there. <laughs> um, they they announced this this lockdown in Spain, and 
people just didn't have time to get out before all the airlines closed and grounded their their fleets. And we were literally stranded. And we, I think, I can't remember now, but I think during that time, I think we had nine, over nine cancelled flights because wow. we kept rebooking our flights, rebooking our flights. Um, because they give us that, that option, but yeah, it just didn't, wasn't going to happen, not until the lockdown ended. Um, I can't remember, July, I think. Um, well, yes, before the fleet started, the airline started up again, it was July. So from March till July, we were in Spain and locked down on this little sailing yacht, <laughs> which um, it sounds glamorous, but it's, um, although comfortable for us, it's not, it's not one of these shiny big, you know, gin palaces. It's, it's, it's a nice little base for us, but um, it was it was a tight squeeze, especially because um, in Spain you were not during the lockdown you were not allowed out to exercise. Um, you could only go shopping to the supermarket or to the pharmacy or to the laundrette. Thank God the laundrettes were open. Wow, oh, it was a saving savior. Um, but yes, yeah, so so for for quite a long time we were we were literally unable to poke our noses outside <laughs> without the fear of getting getting pulled up by the Guardia. So it was an experience, I can tell you. Yeah, and the Guardia Civil can be very um, strict. Oh, they were. I mean, obviously they're all armed, um, which in the UK the police don't really have any. No, it's a, it's a different ball game. Um, during yeah, this they're current, like military almost. Yeah, I mean, during this current lockdown in the UK, I haven't seen a single policeman. But in in um, Spain, the Guardia and the Policia were were patrolling constantly, and you do not mess with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I got pulled up a couple of times um, on the way to the supermarket, saying, you know, where are you going? I waved my supermarket bag, and you know, it's just you know they were perfectly um, polite and civil about it. You know, they're not scary ogres but um you still don't give them any any lip <laughs> you don't, yeah you don't, you don't you don't argue with them um so yeah um but oh yeah and then they 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 closed the uh toilet blocks the shower blocks so um it was like luckily the weather was super hot so you know got the hose out in the cockpit so that that <laughs> we were right. able to cope that way and um yeah and the day there was a day in may when they eased the lockdown and you could go out for an hour's exercise. That was a beautiful day, I can tell you. We were finally able to get out and do go walking, just just a simple walk. We weren't allowed to do that. And um, just, just to be able to go for a simple walk was utter bliss. And they, and they opened the cafes. Oh, we could go uh, and have coffee. <laughs> well, but their coffee is amazing. It's, I mean, Absolutely. I know yeah. that people talk, but I lived in Italy and I, oh, you know, lived cool. in Spain, but I still love the coffee in Spain. There's nothing that beats that. No, absolutely. Can't beat that. It's the best. It's like I'm so going it was, you, know. <laughs> you go out for a cup of coffee and it's just, it just makes your day yeah. three times a day at least, right? Yeah, it's a big event. That and breakfast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely gorgeous. Don't I'm getting very hungry now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's dark here too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you something. Did you happen to capture any of that uh, with foot? I mean, I, I imagine that hopefully you had at least your laptop and your phones, and you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we were busy. We were busy. We we weren't really work-wise. We were not affected at all because. In fact, here I go again saying something good out of something bad. It gave us time to, to really concentrate on finishing our, um, the post-production on our films. So we were able to, we had all these, uh, a big laptop that James edits on, and uh, we had our smaller laptops and our phones. So we, we, were, we were technoed up to the hill. You know, internet was good out there. Um, so so we, we were fine in that respect. Um, we were still post-producing Cyberlante at the time, so we were able to crack on with that, get that finished. Yeah. And then we were, with, then we were finishing the editing on uh, Surveilled. And um, so, so we, we didn't, we were okay work-wise. We, we were not pootling around bored, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot to do. And this lockdown gave us a lot of time to do it. So that was, that was a blessing for us. 
So you edited the the film on the boat during lockdown, mm. basically. We we edited Surveilled on on the boat. Yeah, and um, Cyberlante had been edited. We were just finishing it off with our, with our um, sound design guys who were based over um, in Portugal, and um, and we were yeah. So we were finishing off Cyberlante and and edited physically edited Surveilled on the boat. So that was that was wow. good fun. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty good. Um, yeah, you do make the best of of everything that way. Um, let me ask you just a couple more little questions here. Yeah. Um, first of all, you have, you know, Raya Films, mm-hmm. and I know you've done a little bit of acting. Did you want to talk about that? Um. Well, I'm not a trained actor. I call myself an occasional actor if, you know, no one else will do it. <laughs> um, I've done a bit of, I did, I was absolutely obsessed with acting at school. Um, I did, I was in every play I could be in. I was in every musical. I did a lot of, um, I joined every drama class. I took some exams. Um, but that was, that's the extent of it. Um, but while we were, our first our debut movie um, took three years to finish because we had no money for it. So it was like, you know, we had a few setbacks um, with that. Let's do something, Jake. And uh, so whilst we were finishing that film, we thought, you know, we really need to get out and do something else. So James came up with uh, this idea. I remember sitting in an airport hotel and him pitching the idea to me over a beer, which is always the best way to pitch film ideas. Um, and he said, why not? You know, we've got, we still have the DSLR. Um, let's let's film this kind of this this story about this, this female assassin where, where when we film film it doing the route we normally take from London through Spain to our boat in Andalusia, um, and you know and you can you can play the this assassin. <laughs> so I was like, okay, um, I'll give it a go. Um, so we shot this film um, starting off at Gatwick Airport in the UK. And then I've flying out there. to Mar- yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we did some, uh, yeah, discreet filming there. Got some lovely shots, and um, I doled myself up as this um, badass assassin as best I could. Um, and and then we shot, and then we flew to Malaga and did some filming there. I remember us shooting in the um, in this hotel in at Gatwick, and we. we we were filming some for the, the opening scene and it took us till 1 a.m. We had to get our flight, get up and get, get our flight at 4 a.m. <laughs> so wow. by the time we got to Malaga, we had no hotel. We hadn't been able to book a hotel. I can't remember why. I think our usual hotels were, um, were all booked up. So we hadn't even got anywhere to stay. Again, something good out of something bad. <laughs> we came across this, this, this hotel we would never have chosen in the first place. We called it a hotel in the sky because... You know, big, tall, tall building, and then we got we were able to get this room at the top. It was in like almost like a suite, this big balcony overlooking the most amazing views of Malaga city, and um, we shot some brilliant scenes there. And then we took a bus from Malaga to Almeria province, where our boat is, and um, continued shooting there. So yeah, I, I played this this assassin, and um, uh, I think it. it I was cheap. I was um, willing to um, run through a mosquito-infested nature reserve. And James insisted on high-heeled boots, which was not was not easy. And then be thrown around in the surf by this crazy Spaniard and, and do all these stunts. And it was I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. But that wasn't the only one that you you. Uh, been an actor in right um it is um i had a, a fleeting steam ceiling of steam oh my god scene stealing appearance in do something jake as woman in pink jacket oh. that's about it <laughs> yeah i think i was brilliant in that bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, watch the film you'll see you'll blink and you might miss me but I'm, yeah i'm there <laughs> All right, you're not going to believe what my last question is. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> my last, well, no, I mean, let, let me ask you this. You're, uh, your work right now, right, you're, <laughs> you're almost finished with Surveilled. I mean, you've already edited 
the the film, right? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's his final sound design now. Yeah. And so, are you you're going to continue to make more, right, with your phones? Of course. Yeah. Well, we've got our next film is called Casting Kill, and that is um, another in the in the horror genre. Yeah. Again, creep out rather than gross out. But this is this is going up a level. This is um, you know in terms of production design. Um, storytelling, um, just just trying to um, raise our game as filmmakers, and um, so so that's set in the world of, of acting and auditions. It's about a um, uh, a fraudster who is, um, is 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 posing as a Hollywood casting director, and um, he holds auditions. He um, preys on actors desperate to win win their big break. So that we're planning to film. Hopefully February, March next year. We're currently crowdfunding for it. So if anybody wants to pledge and help make this movie happen, please go on to Indiegogo and um, key in Cast and Kill. You'll find us there. And we're very, very excited about this next one because, um, as I say, we're, we're raising our game. We're going up a level. And, um, yeah, we have, we have high hopes for it. It's, um, it's going to be pretty slick. So that's my plug over for Cast and Kill. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to definitely throw another link on there. <laughs> we're going to put a cool. lot of links on this one. <laughs> There's a lot to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, uh, anyone who's been listening to our podcast will know that most of the time the people, especially in the feature films, um, they've made one feature film, you know, and, mm. and I'm getting them at the, the first one that they've made. Uh, but I'm... I'm excited here because you know i you're you're making more than one you're now on number three we're now on number five number five this well of uh, casting casting killer will be our fifth feature film yeah um well let me rephrase that shot with yeah. the phone shot with the phone <laughs> oh right so yeah. oh no um so i i have to tell you unfortunately casting kill is not going to be shot on a phone oh it's not but it's not no no I'm not going to say. I'm not saying we won't shoot another film on a phone. But, yeah. Um, but you, know. do you plan on shooting a, a film, another one, on a phone? On on a phone. Um, I'm never going to say never, um, because it's been such an experience um, shooting in this format. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Um, just not this current. Just not this next project, because yeah. we're looking for a different kind of look and feel to this one. But. Um, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, we we as I say, the experience has been so positive, and I would definitely recommend people just, you know, if you if you haven't got a camera, you know, big fancy camera, you, you know, don't necessarily need one. You know, you've got your smartphone. Go out and try that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's growing. The technology is growing all the time, and um, yeah, there's so much you can do with them. So definitely go, go do it but yeah you're right it's, um we've so two feature films on the smartphone and there will be a third but just not quite yet <laughs> that's after some tapas and cerveza some yeah cruz, yeah once we've come to visit uh, well, yeah oh don't that's too early for me for cruz campo but <laughs> i'll go for the co coffee and uh, tostada <laughs> we'll, yeah, come out, we'll come out to san diego have some ta tacos some and tacos. um well, San Diego is a lot like Spain, weather-wise yeah. and everything. I mean, it's just, um, it's one of the reasons um, that um, that I, I think San Diego, uh, there's uh, there's Sevilla in Spain, also along the coast, anywhere, yeah. really. Although the funny thing about Spain is that as you're going along the coast from the south all the way, you know, to Almeria, where you, where you mm. were, the sand changes colors and and texture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Almeria is you know we're we're on the edge of a desert. It's Europe's only true desert, Almeria, and boy, it feels like it as well. So um, yeah, yeah, it's um it's pretty intense. You know, it's it's so different compared to the the west of Andalusia. Yeah. You know, as as you move towards Malaga and Sevilla and Cadiz, um, it's very very different. So it's a, different, almost a different language as well. The accent in Almeria is almost uncomprehensible. <laughs> would you say that your experience shooting there, as far as um, per, needing permits or anything like that, um, with a mobile phone or without, are are, are different than in the UK? 
Um, not really, because um, we, 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 because in Spain it was just me and James running around with a little camera. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't, we didn't go, for, we didn't need permits because uh, I think it's the same rules. In in the UK, I think you can have a crew of, up to, you know, you can't have more than five people, you know, I think including the actors, um, out on the street and um, without a permit. So beyond that, you need a permit. And um, But we always let people know where we are and what we're doing if we're in urban areas in the UK. And in, the, in Spain, we were just traveling all the time we didn't know where we were going to film so we kind of just discreetly um rolled cameras right gorilla style oh very much gorilla style very run and gun um didn't know what you were going to get from one day to the next or from one shot to the next so uh, very much um el mariachi style um robert (laughs) rodriguez so yeah (laughs) we were in that camp for agent kelly 100 percent yeah, well, there are a lot of um, great locations there where you can oh. shoot as well. Amazing. So what would you say to our listeners um, if they're sort of hesitant uh, about filming with the phone? Um, you know, what would be the basics that, that you would say, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, sound and things like that, but also, you know, start with a story, obviously. Well, I shouldn't say obviously. A lot of people start looking at the phone and then they get lost on the gear mm. and things like that and kind of then go, okay, let's just film something. Mm. Um, but what, what would your advice be? Um, my advice, advice be, would be to definitely um, don't be afraid of it. Um, as you say, you know, we're so used to using our phones nowadays. It should be a next, you know, a, a, a next easy step. I'm saying easy and in inverted commas. Um, but don't be afraid of it. Go and there's just so much information out there. Um, you know, YouTube videos, um, Facebook groups, um, lots of other filmmakers who are willing to share um, their expertise, their advice, their stories. So don't be afraid. Go and go and try and get your head around the technical side of it, get yourself Filmic Pro, um, and then um, go out and experiment. Just experiment and learn from just actually doing it. I think that's the best way to learn because you might come up against um, a, you know, an obstacle or a problem te- technological wise, technologically wise. Um, but you can go, then go away and, and find out you know, how to fix that problem, how to get around it. So, um, Definitely, just just have a go and, and just just uh, become a geek um, and become a student. Go and learn and read and watch videos and talk to people. So yeah, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> that's pretty good. And use your smartphones, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just just get the phone out and get get filming stuff. And um, and um, yeah, in terms of audio, um, audio is very very important. So get yourself a good good microphone. Invest in a good microphone and always film with with sound in mind. Get nice, close, clean sound. Definitely. Um, what would be, what are some of the most notable films that you've ever watched? What, that have been shot on a smartphone? Any film whatsoever Any. That, that really inspired you to, you know to say i'll i'll give this whole movie making thing a go yeah oh well cer- certainly in the early days i mean I, I grew up watching all sorts of films from all sorts of eras and countries and genres but um i'll cite some of my favorite films jaws is one of my favorite films um because mm. of the characters the character study you know the characters so well well mapped out um another of my favorite films which i think um again screenplay is is just amazing and and the the production and acting and casting is amazing is la confidential absolutely love that film i can just keep watching it forever and learning from it learn so much from just every aspect of that movie um so but there are so many so many movies out there i watch i've been watching a lot of independent films recently as well as hollywood movies and um and just I'm drawn to films that, that have great characters, characters that are not perfect, 
you know they're not one dimensional they're they're real you know you've got, they got flaws and they got faults but ultimately you want to you want to be rooting for them so um yeah so many movies out there <laughs> and if you had a had a chance and someone said in your next film shot with a phone i'm going to stick with this of course of course uh and someone <laughs> said to you you can pick uh, three actors who will work well together and and ask them to make this next feature film that you're going to make with your with your phone what, who would they be oh lordy that's a tough one so many great actors that I love that I'm going to go with people who I know are nice well, I think are nice people in real life you know Bill Sandra Bullock I think she'd be great fun to work with Russell Crowe I think is He's a brilliant, actually, such a nice, seems to be a nice down-to-earth bloke. Um, who else? Uh, three, you said. Yep. <laughs> um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. He's great. He's a brilliant character actor. Um, wow, that's so, a great combination, yeah. actually. Yeah, I'll think of many more when I hang up here, but yeah. <laughs> off the top and, of my head. And it would be a crime thil- thriller? Of course, yes. No, it would be it would be in the thriller genre, nice. and uh, whichever subgenre within that, um, yeah, we would have to decide on the project. So if those guys are available, you know, hit me up. Let's talk. <laughs> isn't it isn't it great though when you when you select characters like that that all of a sudden the story could come from just thinking about what what story could come out of them being together in a film. Mm. Yeah. Could be interesting. Yeah. Could be interesting. I may yeah. have just given you some material for your next screenwriting so. project. <laughs> the little brain is churning now. I'm having a think about it. <laughs> Mine's always churning. <laughs> yeah, it never stops. <laughs> Such is the life of a filmmaker. Right. Well, we're reaching an hour here, and I got to tell you, I've, I've really enjoyed talking with you. If I gave you another chance, would you do it again and come back? Hundred percent, of course. No, it's been great fun. I'm, um, it's been lovely talking to you. So, um, yeah, just please invite me back again. I, sh- I shall be here. Well, then th- this is what I'll ask you to do. You may not okay. even have to write it down. Make another movie with a smartphone. Okay, this is the rules. Okay, I'll tell James. We'll get we'll get shooting. <laughs> and no more Which, lockdowns. <laughs> no more lock here. Yeah. We've still got one in the UK. Oh, Lord. Not but unless anyway. it, it, it causes you to make something ex- extravagant mm. and awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, really, I really enjoyed this. I think, um, I think our listeners are going to enjoy this conversation a lot. And, cool. um, and we will definitely, guys, you, you've got to see these films. I know that Surveilled is not out yet, but you can go and watch Cyberlente in... In the, I was going to say in the theaters, in the theater <laughs> <I> at <wish>. home, <laughs> in your home theater. Yeah. Yes, in your Amazon theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and then give Caroline a follow. We'll share your social media. Uh, but why don't you, for people who don't feel like reading, at least give them your social media, uh, your Twitter and Instagram, at least. Okay. Um, my my Twitter is C Spence Producer, and Instagram is, I'm I'm not in charge of Instagram. Uh, James is. I think it's at Rare Films. Oh, that's right. Um, I think it's at Rare Films London. Uh, can't remember. Let <laughs> me can't see. Remember. Hold on. I've got it right here. Um, no, I don't. No. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, well, it's probably the same. Is it the same as Facebook? Uh might be. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not in charge of that one. Right. Um, I just like blindly click on it um, <laughs> without yeah. paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe we'll just have to invite um, James into the podcast at some point here. You you should do because he's um, he's got a lot of technical information that he could impart to your listeners and other stories as well that I may not have um, you know thought of. So yeah, definitely invite James. Definitely. All right, James, are you listening? He will be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get in touch. Um, 
Listen, uh, I'd love for you to say um, one last little hurrah for our listeners out there. Um, uh, I think once they they watch their film, they're going to be really impressed with the the quality of of your of your film. And when they watch the next one too, and again, I can't tell that you shot it with a phone, but I'll take your word for it. (laughs) (laughs) We did, honestly. (laughs) All right. Uh, We got, we got photos to prove it. (laughs) Yes, I know. We're going to be sharing those too. Uh, Say goodbye to everybody. Okay. Goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, Do hit me up on social media if you want to chat. Um, I'm here, happy to talk. <laughs>